Welcome into DTC three man show, three and a half man show. We'll see if LP decides <laughs> to return to the microphone here. FP's on the show. Stevie's on the show. My name is Joe. Thank you so much for listening. We are here talking some nationals. We'll talk some caps. We're going to try to avoid Wizards. We're probably going to avoid DC United. And we may or may not get into a few other things related to POTUS. But we got to start with the Nationals. It's pretty clear that Bryce Harper is going to get traded. Am I right, Steve? Joe, really uh, <laughs> starting heavy here, going hot and heavy. Well, I mean, this team is this team is playing terrible. Why wouldn't you trade him at this point? And uh, your best friend and uh, your favorite GM, Mike Rizzo, on the radio earlier today said it would have to be um, what an extremely spectacular set of circumstances. Yeah, well, I think I think there's quite a few teams that can make a spectacular set of circumstances appear. And if you're the Nationals, you should be listening. This team isn't going to make the playoffs. Can we at least agree on that? We're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, the the only path this team has to the playoffs is to get hot uh and win the nl east but i mean that's not out of the question i mean they're, they're going to play the phillies nine more times this season they'll play the they're going to play the braves another eight more times so if they can take care of stuff i mean the the rate limiting factor for them making their playoffs is the way they're playing and the way they're pitching specifically um and again a huge the whole team today. steve looks like jags the whole team just they just look like other random guys that don't necessarily want to be there. You got Max and, and Strassi, you know, standing toe to toe, semi yelling at well, each other, and I don't mind that. But I was going to say that shows that they do want to be there. I mean, they, well, they, it shows they, that they, some of them want to be there. But look, I'm not buying the rah rah, especially in baseball, right? Because in baseball, it's not like you know you have a bad at bat and somebody clapping for you is going to help you swing better or see the ball better the next time out. So it's not like in basketball where LeBron or, or Kobe can grab someone by the jersey and tell them to get their head in the game except, of course, J.R. Smith, who is on a different planet at any point in time. You look at baseball, like it, the rah-rah just doesn't do anything in baseball. Like you're standing by yourself when you're when you're out in the field. You're standing by yourself at the plate. So like Max getting in someone's face or telling someone to, you know, get focused and, and you know, strap in or whatever, like it, I, don't, I don't think that carries any water. It carries even less water at the professional level. These are professional athletes getting paid millions of dollars, but you. come on. I'm with you, and I'm not hanging my hat on uh... – you know, Max pumping people up in the dugout. What I am hanging my hat on is Tanner Rourke, who's looked like a disaster, who, you know, I've been saying come September when they bring Joe Ross back uh, from Tommy John surgery and they expand the roster and they bring him up, I was thinking he should replace Tanner. I mean, Tanner's really fallen here over these last couple starts. Today against a really good Brewers team, pitches eight, eight innings, uh, I think 11 strikeouts. It would be incredible. Uh, you know, outing clearly Tanner's best outing of the the year, and so if Tanner's showing signs of life, you know Strasburg's back, Max is doing his thing, Geo's there, uh, and Hellickson's been pitching well. Th- there are some good things. Daniel Murphy's starting to look more comfortable at the plate, coming back from injury, hit a home run the other night, it's looking better. Uh, Adam Eaton is looking really good at the top of the lineup. He's you know hit machine over three hundred. Juan Soto is. Juan Soto is the man. He is a beast. And he, I'm so excited to see him play over the next couple of years. I mean, what he's doing at 19, I mean, we looked at what Harper did at 19 about six years ago, and we said, this is once in a generation. This is incredible. Juan Soto is blowing that season out of the water. And he right now is a real contender for rookie of the year. And he, I mean, he's incredible. Every at bat 
that that he puts together is just a quality at bat. So there are some good signs. I I am with you on your general overall premise that the playoffs are looking more and more um, like a, a less likely. Um, but that's it, also due to the Phillies and Braves looking so good. I mean, the Braves but, look but like Steve. A, I mean, like, don't let, let's not cherry coat or, or, or sugarcoat this here. Like they they're gonna have to win consistently three and a half out of every five games the rest of the way okay and three and a half meaning like three out of five and then four out of five three out of five four out of five that's just to get to like if i'm doing my math right that's only going to get them to like 88 wins 89 wins i mean yes it can happen that a sub 90 win team can make the wild card you know make the playoffs as a wild card it doesn't happen very often and it just doesn't like i just don't see them I don't see them even being able to do three out of five. Frankly, you go back a couple I, series, they they went they they're going one of three consistently here against the Pirates, against the Mets, against the Braves. They can't string wins together. I mean, these are teams that, like you said, yes, they face them a bunch more times, but there's nothing encouraging to me as a let's say casual plus uh, Nationals fan watching them. Like there's just uh, sign of life is the wrong t- phrase or term. They just don't look like themselves. Well, and I don't want to put this on Martinez, but some of it has to be on him, if not the bulk sure, of it, right? Because sure. y- you, you'd never know if Dusty would do something differently, except that we watched Dusty do a whole bunch of things differently last year. This time last year, we were getting pissed with Dusty because he kept he kept swapping people in and out of that revolving door at the in the two slot. And everybody was up in arms, and why you keep messing with it and tinkering with it? Maybe there was something to that. I'm not going to say it was genius, but maybe there was something in there to keep everyone on their toes and keep things a little bit different and keep things a little bit lighter and and feel some players out and figure out what you got, you know, and and see what you can do. Martinez has done some of that, right? He went a week, 10 days or so with Bryce leading off and then he moved him back down like you can see he's trying to do it, but you know, a week ago, 10 days ago, we all watched Bryce do something incredible during the home run derby. We thought, "Hey, that's what we needed. That's what he needed to get going." Hasn't really translated into much. I, I- I'm with you, and, and I'll tell you the thing I'm most sick of is when they put together a victory and they do look good. FP Santangelo and, and guys that I respect a tremendous amount, the other Grant FP. Paulson, and and yes, 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 yeah, the fake FP and Chelsea Jane and really smart, knowledgeable people will say this is the game. This is the game that's going to turn around the season. We don't need a game like this. Isn't like a fairy tale. This isn't like a like a Hollywood movie. We need day in and day out for people to come and, and come to the, to the ballpark and play solid ball. And, you know, we're waiting for this magical moment. Bryce at the Derby, Max pitching incredible, you know, Tanner having a, a solid outing. They come from behind. But what, that's not what we need right now. We need people to play solid ball. And Davey is pushing different buttons to his credit. And it just hasn't seemed to work. I mean, he had the conversation with Bryce last week uh, about not, not running out a double play ball. He sat down Trey Turner this this afternoon for not uh, uh, running out the bunt, and and Trey was visibly upset about it. So Davey's pushing buttons; it doesn't seem to work. I, I tend to believe that uh, the players can make the manager look better than he is when things are going well, and they can actually make him look worse uh, than he is when things are going bad. So I think that's where we're at right Will now. Will he be and, back next year? Yeah, I, I if they win the, the, if they win 75 games miss the playoffs. The funny thing is the biggest endorsement that Davey Martinez has gotten is from who? Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper at the, the All-Star game. The guy who likely won't be here 
the guy who likely won't be. But that was the other thing I was going to get back to your original point, which, you know, the Bryce Harper trade and all that. There's one person in Washington, D.C. that is convinced that Bryce Harper is coming back. It's not Bryce Harper, is it? It ain't Bryce Harper. It's Mike Rizzo. Mike Rizzo is actually, to be honest, the most important person. I mean, I think even more important than Bryce himself. If Mike Rizzo thinks that Bryce is coming back, Bryce ain't getting traded. If Mike Rizzo thinks... Okay, he's got but Stevie, Stevie, he went on. Boris. He went on. He went on radio this morning and said something different, right? But it, no, I, I I disagree with that. I think what he was saying is that's not going to happen. It would take something absurd for that to happen. Kind of shutting the door to that. Not saying that, yeah, that's something we would look at, or you know, never say never. Things like that. He could have said no. He in the past he said no. He's he's here and he's going to be a national. Today he said he said something different. I don't believe that's a Rizzo thing is to say no and shut the door. I think is there a chance that he, he said it to see what maybe try to entice somebody to throw something spectacular at him? Is it some gamesmanship here? I hope so. Here? I hope so. I mean, I, I as many coffees as I've seen uh, with uh, as I've had with Rizzo, I can't get into his mind, but I hope so. I hope that somebody picks up the phone and inquires about Bryce, and I hope Rizzo listens. And I think you know, knowing his mo, I think he will listen and. I don't think the Nats are going to become sellers this week at the trade deadline, but I sure as hell don't think they're going to be buyers. I think Rizzo knows that, you know, he's got a great farm system. He's got great young guys coming up. Joe, uh, not uh, Joe Ross and Victor Robles and Juan Soto, Carter Keboom, like all these young guys are coming up. But what about and, the cast of characters that this time last year we were talking about? Wow, we're going to be good for such a long time. Michael A. Taylor is the name that that jumps off the page, right? And and uh, I'm blanking on the other one right now. It'll come to me in a second. Uh, but the cast of characters that we were like, oh, wow, look at all this depth and everyone steps in and everyone's hitting and, and there's there's so much young talent on this team. It, the bats have gone silent, man. Like, And it's not – like I, I don't think the team is bad, right? I, I think they're, they're underperforming. I think a part of them, for whatever reason, may have been hardwired to expect that, uh, you know, they the season would progress the way that the past several seasons have with them just – Talent-wise, being so much better than the competition that they would run away with the, you know, with the uh, with the division, but it's it's just not happening. And you can see the frustration on some of their players, maybe if not all of them. I mean, they're professionals; they want to win. So I'm not, I don't think anyone's content with where their season's at right now. But you look at this team, like I said, mathematically, they're going to have to win 65, 70 percent of the games from here on out. They're going to legitimately, they're going to have to go three and a half well, or four out of five the rest of the way. No I, but it's also I don't even think it's numbers. It boils down to the right three out of four. What I'm saying is they take three out of four from the Phillies is different than three out of four from you know the Blue Jays. So they're they're going to really need to have their best pitchers, the best guys in line for when the Phillies come to town, when the Braves come to town, and they just kind of go balls out and and go for it. And if look, I I think this team is still stacked. Uh, uh, from a young talent standpoint. I mean, Juan Soto is doing things a 19-year-old shouldn't do. Adam Eaton has been an incredible pickup. As long as he's staying healthy, he's been great. Uh, Michael A. Taylor is being pushed out of the lineup now because Juan Soto is playing so well that he hasn't really had an opportunity. Trey Turner is he's a game-changer when he's on his game. Like I said, that Carter Keboom is another shortstop who looks so good in double-A that he's going to present a quagmire when he comes up. you got two shortstops in Turner and Keyboom Rendon is Rendon, one of the best defensive third basemen in the league. Um, and, I mean, look at what Matt Adams is doing. You know, Matt Adams is not a young guy, but coming off the bench and spelling while Zimmerman's hurt, 
he's been awesome. Big City's been been great. So, do you feel like um, they're missing though, like that 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 you know that Jason Worth presence, that old chiseled vet who you know doesn't say much, but when he speaks, everyone listens. Type. I I, I could say yes because the team's not playing well, but I just I don't believe that. I think they're just not playing well. I think. It just, I mean, and the Nats have had the Nats baseball. have had these seasons in the past, right? I mean, they yeah. There's these seasons that they just never rally. They never, you know, find that next gear, and they just miss the playoffs. I mean, that that's what this is starting to look like. I mean, this is that, that's what's happening. It's not even starting to look like anything. That's what's happening now. So, uh, I mean, they have look at looking at the schedule and looking, you know, ahead. They they did beat the Brewers today, seven uh, three. Although they gave up, I think three in a row in the eighth. Was it? I mean it. It wasn't that close, but it didn't look great. Bryce hit a three-run home run. And Soto home run. Yes, uh, maybe that was the one, right? Maybe that was what he needed to get going, just to, uh, to move but things forward. Who knows? But we can play. still batting two hundred. We got we got four against the Marlins coming up um, in in Florida. Then you go. Then we're home for two against the Mets, Mets and then four against the Reds, and then a, and then a series against the Braves uh, before facing the Cubs. It, so, this is where we. Uh, this, this is, is it. where we got to pour it on. This yeah. is it. They're, they're going to legitimately Mar- have to win like all of these games. Marlins, Marlins, Mets, Reds. I mean, you got to win 90 percent of those games. Yeah, you got twelve games. You got to take nine out of twelve. I mean, if they don't, if they if that that last series against the Braves will end on August 9th, Friday, August 9th. If they don't win, uh, like you said, if they if they don't pull out. Eight nine wins in this stretch, they're done. I mean, the, the mathematically they're finished. Because after that, you just, get Cubs, Cardinals, then you get Marlins and Phillies. Like, they have to get eight or nine of these next uh, next ten or twelve. And and the Phillies and Braves need to kind of you know uh, revert back to the mean. And I think they need to make up some ground quickly. And I think this next two week stretch is critical for that. And I think they can do it. Let's just find out and see. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, time will tell. I mean, we're watching the Nats. I mean, we're. It's just a shame because you want them to come in and carry on what the uh, like the mojo that that's still being felt in the city. I I still mm-hmm. feel like the city's on a little bit of a high uh, from the Caps win. I mean, you got T.J. Oshie eating Fruit Loops or Lucky Charms or whatever it is out of the out of the cup uh, today, and that's making its rounds on social media. Like people, I think are. If if the Caps didn't do what the Caps did, I think more people would be all over the Nats and, and calling for uh, for Davies' head and trade Bryce. I think people would be a lot more down. I think there's a there's still sense of euphoria around what was accomplished here just you know four five six weeks ago. Um, I know I still I still feel that way. Like we're on the it's the eve of Redskins training camp and many of us really don't know the players, don't know the storylines, and it's because we spent the entire spring instead of looking forward towards uh, towards football season, we were still engulfed in 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 uh in caps bait and caps hockey so you know with that being said fp you've been, and, and, you've been sitting hey, hey, just before i know you're going to segue off of nats but yeah before you segue off of nats you got to also mention that we had an incredible all-star week here in dc and it was uh you know once every 50 years type thing where the city put on an incredible show i was at the derby one of the top moments i've ever had in Nats park just really good stuff um so that that you know, kudos to the city for putting on a great show. Uh, I'll, you know, golf clap all around here. You know, I I know the city did a good job, and we talked about it a little bit last week. And uh, I, you were there, you were covering all these events, and you, I get it. 
but a part of me just like because the team is doing so poorly it's hard it's hard to say yeah great job dc and we put on this great show and then you know and bryce like an incredible individual performance and by the way his dad like you talk about like like dad goals uh you know to have guns that look like uh like mr harper senior um but they got to they the team is just not doing well and it makes everything else sour and just not it just doesn't feel right i, I don't know how else to say it but the caps you know the team that just won the, the cup and finally brought a championship to dc you know they're making their own subtle changes and moves here i mean obviously we know about the coach going his own way we all, there's a quite a bit of, of trades but one of the guys that got traded away i think was bought out and re-signed today and fp's been sitting very patiently just kind of staring into the abyss until we got onto the caps. Mr. FP. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for waiting waiting for Steve to do his uh his bit here with the Nationals. It's nice to have Steve back on the show, but the caps are still kind of the storyline for me. Like it still doesn't seem real that we won the Stanley Cup and today they make a big addition. They bring back a big name, uh an old one, an oldie but a goodie. At least that's how I see it. Yeah, well, it, um, it's great to have Orpic back. I mean, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, and our defense is basically set for next year. Uh, but the biggest storyline that comes out of bringing Orpic back is giving props to the GM because not only did McClellan get rid of his contract to get a lower cap hit, and not pay any money, but we still have Orpic. I mean, it just shows the high efficiency of this team. A move like that shows why a Stanley Cup came and why it's very possible to get it next year because it was just such a highly efficient move that, I, I mean, there's, there's no complaints you can have of this team right now. The only thing left really on the Caps to-do list after winning that Stanley Cup and everything we've done this offseason is to get – Tom Wilson signed and we have about six and a quarter million left uh, of in money. And I'm, I'm assuming it's going to all be just sent to Tom Wilson's way um, because he's really the last piece. He's really the last guy left. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's awesome seeing all the stories of everybody enjoying their trophy and, and everybody going around and traveling with it and seeing all the pictures that come out. I'm pretty sure movie. Uh, still wants it to come back to him so he can do whatever he does with it. Um, but yeah, th this team just shows the efficiency and, and the, the, the well carried out from the top to bottom structure. And, and it, I think back to back is really going to happen. Uh, we would love to see it happen. I'm not buying that it, that they're going to be good enough to do it. Cause frankly, I don't think they were, they weren't really good enough to do it this year. Uh, I mean, it, it just kind of, the, the stars aligned and it just kind of happened and, Thankfully, we were all along for the ride. But, you know, any of the pieces that they can bring back, I want them to bring back. Tom Wilson is the one piece that I really, really want them to bring back. I think he's – I mean, they made it work with DSP. They made it work, obviously, with some of the other pieces. They got to make it work with for uh, for Tommy as well. I mean, he was too, too intricate and too important to the team down the stretch oh. to not kind of factor all that in. But, uh, you know, I, I'm – I mean, this, this would go across all four of the big teams. When you're a championship-caliber team – you'll sacrifice money to, to come back on the team and win. Um, it's just, it's worth it to you as an elite athlete to do that because money is money, but eventually if you can start chasing history and, and getting your legacy like that, 
that's going to be worth more ultimately. And I think that's why DSP t- took less money and came here. And Orpic's obviously happy to come here, and even though he wanted to be playing back home. But it, it's what happens when you're a championship team. And it's, it's weird for me to say that still. I, I don't think I'll ever get over saying that we're a championship team. And why why should we? I mean, it's ours until somebody says it's not, right? So um, I, I like what the Caps did. Do either of you want to talk about the Wizards? Uh, I'd rather talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you have a problem with him dating a or taking a 41-year-old porn star to dinner? <laughs> Just yes or no, yes or no. Um, How old is he, six? 25, I think. <laughs> No, no, if I, I was if I, I was twenty five and you could have given me a porn star, regardless. Let me let me age, rephrase my happy. question. Let me rephrase my question. If you run a football franchise and the quarterback of your franchise that you're paying many yeah. millions of dollars to, yeah, takes a adult film star to dinner, would you be okay with it as the employer of Jimmy Garoppolo? You forgot to also mention the adult film star was falling out of her dress. Uh, okay. Isn't that a requirement of being an adult film star? Just yes or no. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was assumed. I, I, I'm going to say, I look, I, I kind of have a problem with it. I think this is a, a like, lack, in, of, this all is a the lack other of judgment. Problems, of all the other problems that an NFL franchise can have these days, your quarterback going out with a porn star is not that big of a problem. No, look, so it, it seems like no, I disagree. Are you equating I disagree. the same judgment that he needs to read a cover three defense with taking out a porn star to dinner? <laughs> I'm not, but if this is if this is you know one if this is a running back or some crazy tight end or you know if this is Gronk or somebody else who who's maybe not 100 percent with it or kind of lives his life in the limelight at at a skill position, fine. But your quarterback has to exercise better judgment. If you want to talk about exercising, at least do it in judgment, private. Do it in private. Don't, why, why you gotta be don't pay a guy Hills? that has a five game resume mil- millions and millions of dollars. That's that's where you you screwed up. I still can't believe the Niners paid Garoppolo as much as they paid him. Well, hey, I they... miss Kyle. I miss Kyle S. FP. Don't talk bad about him. I love me some Kyle S. Yeah, stupid Kyle S. He's he's definitely gonna. I think they win their division. I think the the Niners win. I think... How much better would this Redskins team be with Kyle Shanahan at the helm? Yeah, I don't think it'll be much better to be honest. <laughs> I think it's the same argument. What if what if? Uh... What if McVeigh was still uh, was still here? I would definitely right. take McVeigh over Shanahan. I think if that's that... actually I think that's actually part of the reason why Gruden, you know, is not on the hot seat. I know I think uh, FB. I think you were telling me you think he's on the hot seat. I don't think he's on the hot seat at all. I think this guy keeping keeping this team moving forward more or less consistent. Uh, you know, with with the exodus of coaching talent that is that has gone away in 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 what the last four years consistently or three years consistently. I think he's done a. Fin- I, I I'm a big Gruden guy. I think he's done a great job. Um, but oh, I, I I but love you, hold Gruden. On, you, neither just, of you answered the question. Are the you okay? Are you okay with Garoppolo being out in public? Yes, you absolutely. Are. Go to town, Jimmy G. Were Were they behaving? Were they doing anything? I mean, like clearly I said, he's out in in he's out in Beverly Hills, so he wants to be seen. The NFL has. An NFL team right now can have so many more bad headlines than your quarterback going out with a porn star. It's just that's that's where we are in today's world. That is not a bad headline in the NFL world. Yeah, who, who who's the guy that like his brother? They found like a dead body at his house. LaShawn McCoy. Y'all don't know about that. No, LaShawn McCoy is a different story. Oh, I, I'm I. Uh... 
It's slipping my mind, but yes, Atlanta. You know that, and LaShawn McCoy was just just got accused of beating his girl and beating his kid and beating his dog and taking a bunch yeah. of like LaShawn McCoy should be thrown out of the league for what he was accused of doing. Well, but it's clear that Goodell has no idea. I mean, his uh, he has no idea what he's doing, policing the league. Uh, Jameis Winston has now been accused of sexually assaulting two different women, and he gets three games. Uh, Ray Rice, you know, admitted his fault, went through all the things that he did, and he's been out of the league forever. And then you got Smoke some weed, get six. Yeah, get <laughs> six. Gord, Josh Gordon was out for like a, a season and a half over weed. Like they're all over uh, the place, man. This is Goodell. Like Goodell's legacy will be that he he. This is the misstep. This is the one huge misstep he made uh, since being at the helm is getting into policing. By the way, the behavior the of the players. Janoris Jenkins. Thank you. Janoris Thank you. Jenkins. Stevie, speaking of dead bodies or bodies in the closet, uh, you want to talk about POTUS and uh, Michael Cohen? <laughs> And the the, the yeah, recording I, of I, uh, of uh, I'm always happy to talk treason in Helsinki. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, your Joe, party isn't Joe, so Joe, concerned Joe, with you, uh, why with don't Helsinki. You talk about POTUS. I would like you to talk about POTUS. I would like you. Market's to doing great. I have no complaints. Your president with the president of Russia. I mean, it didn't bother me. What else do you want me to tell you? It didn't bother. It me. didn't bother he's, you. He's he's look. Uh, we know that POTUS is he's he's got he's in it for the long game. There's clearly something else going on here, okay? And we just don't know what it is. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. So, I can I actually can I actually ask you something away from from that uh, a bit? What do you make of uh, the Rod Rosenstein impeachment papers, filings, whatever? Who are they trying to impeach? Everyone. I mean, what do you? What grounds are you trying to impeach the president on? Just, just, th- just logically think about this, okay? Like, like th- we had a president. Th- Bill Clinton was impeached for having an affair. Sorry, not for having an affair with an intern, but for lying under oath to Congress about it. Right? That's the impeachable offense. Having an affair or an extramarital relationship with an adult film star or anyone for that matter before he was president is not an impeachable offense. It's, Joe, it's just not. Give Trump five minutes in front of a grand jury. He'll be lying through his teeth. Okay. <laughs> but he'll never get there. It's basically, I mean, he'll never get there. He'll never get there. I, but, but FP, you, 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 you went on a tangent there. Joe, are you okay with what Trump did in Helsinki? The, the press conference after, the way he, he let Putin off the hook, the way he backtracked six the, different the, times. The backtracking was awful. If I were him, I would have There's just held my ground. There's clearly something else, and you can both admit this too. He doesn't do anything without. Um, I, I mean, yes, he he definitely shoots from the hip, okay, but he's not completely reckless, and, and that that's my read on him. He's not completely reckless. He wasn't reckless. People thought he was being reckless with the way he engaged. Yeah, people thought he was reckless yeah. with how he engaged <laughs> so, with Korea. So these are calculated moves right now. I think so. I uh, to some extent. He, have you ha, have you seen the sub the subreddit Trump criticizes Trump where they literally take tweets that he put yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that, they, they did the same strictly, thing with Obama. Like that. That's like BuzzFeed yeah, what, news what do, bullshit. What do you think the there, when but, you say like, there must the, be something going on? What what do you think that could be? I don't know. But look, you're going to tell guys, me that Iran tweet was calculated. He typed in all caps as if I'm I not going to debate. I'm not going to debate you out. and Facebook headlines about like current events. 
Like I, I can't. I, there's a reason why Facebook got in so much, you know, hot water over just publishing anything, what? right? This like, isn't a Facebook headline. The president of the United States sent out a tweet in all caps to Iran saying, "I'm going to hurt you really bad." Fine, but uh, so what? So what? 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 So what? Are, what are you upset about? What I'm asking about? is, are you actually going to tell me that was a calculated risk? That was something planned out. Yes, I think through, this is the first president through, who. Yes, I think I think that I think that the president, given his background and 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 in entertainment specifically, understands what he's doing, and he understands like I envision him typing and deleting, typing and deleting, typing and deleting and sending. I, I mean, I do, because he doesn't he doesn't delete his tweets and he doesn't edit them, and frankly, they're usually you can't the, edit tweets. Oh, I'm saying like the like he doesn't have to like post corrections to them. He doesn't, he doesn't delete anything, right? So somebody's clearly looking over his shoulder or helping him write it. Like he, he I, I'm okay with it. I, I'm just okay with it. And I think that there's more to what he's doing. I think there is a strategy in place. I don't know what it is. I don't even know if it's any good. But he doesn't just do things without at least. I'll, 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 I'll give you this, Joe. I, I actually don't think there's more to what he's doing. I think there's less. <laughs> I don't think there's any collusion with russia i i genuinely believe that i think there is a desired collusion with russia but i don't think there is an actual election collusion i think he has this fascination with tyrants and dictators and he longs to be one i'm not, i mean you can see that the military parade the blah 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 all this stuff so i think he genuinely is afraid of vladimir putin I think he genuinely respects and fears his power and his standing in the world and envies him and wants to emulate him. That's all I think it is. But I think everything happens, everything that he does, it's between what both of you are saying. It's not a calculated move and it's not fear and, and, and not knowing what's happening. I think he's doing everything calculated Strictly for entertainment reasons and keeping his name alive post presidency to be relevant and just setting himself up after the next term or whatever. Or when he's going to be president over. for a long time, FP. Like everyone needs to just come to terms with that, okay? Because the more, uh, I'm look, it's I'm going not to happen. Like, and frankly, I think not, he's more comfortable dealing with. Um, you know, authoritarian governments or dictators or perceived dictators. I think he's more comfortable dealing with a Putin than he is dealing with Congress. I really do because he's dealing with, he's got, I think he looks at it and he says, there's only one guy I got to win over on this stage or in this country to get eventually what I want to get. And I think that's the same playbook he applied to North Korea. He's only one guy that I got to convince to do something. And if I get him, I get everyone else. Our well, he government doesn't, seem doesn't work this convincing Angela Merkel. He doesn't seem interested in convincing Macron. I don't think he, because there's nothing, honestly, Stevie, I don't think there's, I don't think he believes there's anything to gain from convincing them. Russia's the one that you got to win over. Like, either they got something on him and he he's backtracking because there, there's actual, you know, there's actual fire where there's all this smoke is with the Russians and dirt on him and his family and his son-in-law and blah, blah, blah. Or he's looking at it and saying, okay, at the sequel, at the follow-up meeting with Putin, I'll get what I'm actually trying to get done, done. Because I'll be able to go and I'll and tell him, you know, I said what I said and I meant it, but I took a backlash for it, and this is what I need from you. Like he can do that now, right? I think there's, I think there is a house of cards element to this. I don't think he's stupid. I, I didn't think George Bush was stupid either. 
I, I think there's a lot of smart people surrounding POTUS, and I, I think he looks at it, you know, did he say some things he maybe didn't want to? Fine, but you can't undo it. But I still, I mean, you asked me, like, overall, I'm satisfied with his job performance. Satisfied. I'm not, can, can, I don't think it's amazing, I don't, but I, I certainly don't think he's terrible. Are we taking bets on uh, the date that Melania explodes and just goes off? Because, I mean, she's getting close, okay? What her press secretary said today, that she can watch any damn channel she wants, <laughs> and that Trump was salty, President Trump was salty, that she, she was watching CNN. I mean, she's, you know what? In the trolling category, she's top five, okay? She, she's been trolling him. And Wait, she may, I'm, I'm so happy you brought up trolling. Joe, tell me that you've watched Sasha Baron Cohen's show, or at least read yes. about the show. I watched it on Showtime. Tell me your thoughts about the show. Because everybody right now in episodes three through seven are probably crapping themselves and so worried about when those shows come out. I didn't care for the show. I also didn't care for, like, I, I enjoyed Borat for what it was, okay? and I, <laughs> But Bruno was terrible. Um, the Dictator was hilarious for what it was. But these follow-on projects where he's basically trying to scam people and push a narr- his narrative, I'm just not a fan of it. I watched the first episode start to finish i watched him con a bunch of people into making gun commercials for children or whatever like to me it it plays to a least common denominator and this isn't directly at you but kind of of basically idiots um people that will watch it and be like oh my god look at our elected officials getting duped by by someone who wants to have two-year-olds get trained (laughs) to shoot guns like if you take a step back and look at it he he's pushing a narrative, and, and I'm okay with that. Everyone's free to push whatever narrative that they want, but uh, you know, you look. There's nothing to gain from it. There's no there's no credibility behind it, and frankly, he's not an authority on anything. So it's just a show for entertainment, and it's not. I didn't find it that entertaining. I mean, that that's that's my two cents on it. No All comeback. Right. No comeback. <laughs> I mean, you basically just called me a big idiot. I don't really yes, know what I else did. I, want to say. I also, I also asked you repeatedly to stop getting your news from Bud, Buzzfeed, or the the little fifteen second infomercials that play I while am, you scroll through Facebook. I am all about Reddit. I don't use anything else. Well, that's even better. That's that's basically uh, an encyclopedia of idiots giving you their opinions. Well, what are you actually reading? You gotta read the news. Can we talk about how? Why does Britt McHenry have her own show on Fox, and we're sitting here on the freaking podcast waves? Have, have you waves? seen her? Uh, yeah. Have you seen you, Steve? Why don't Come you on, look like Joe. that? When, when you look like that in heels, <laughs> maybe we can we can pitch the boys at CBS. Uh, I, I, in makeup, without makeup, me and her. Oh, if you say so. Seven. I'm a solid six and a half. Okay. It's if you say so. If you say so. What What else has been going on in current events or politics? You want to talk about Stevie? What else do we got here? Uh, any sex scandals? Let me think. You want to talk about WWE stock? I am not familiar with WWE stock. Educate me, please. I mean, you once upon a time, you used to be in the stock market. Is, are those days over? I dabble. Dabble here and there. Okay. I'm reading a book. Uh, you ever read The 4-Hour Workweek? No. Was it written in France? N- no, but that's a good joke. <laughs> that's, a good, <laughs> that's why they pay you the big bucks on this. That was good. No, The 4-Hour Workweek is a good book. It's all about... Uh, the new rich and how 
uh, creating passive uh, sources of income. You're all about that, Joe. Come on. You, you wrote the book. I'm about hustling and retiring at 43 and a half. That's what I'm about. What are you going to do after retirement? Uh, find a hobby. I'm not sure yet. How about Tiger Woods? Can we talk about Tiger Woods being almost back? Did you watch any of the British Open? You know, I didn't, but I was following it. And I think a lot of people watched it because I think it uh, had its highest ratings since Tiger was last uh, in the hunt, I think, in 2010. 18, the Open. Eight, no, no, no. This, is, it, this past Sunday, was the eight, it was the highest rating for the British Open on NBC in 18 years. 18 years. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you had everybody because you had uh, McElroy was in it, Spieth was in it, uh, obviously Tiger was in it, and then some no-namer won. So... Yeah, from what I read and from what I saw, some of the highlights, Tiger looked like the old Tiger, but he's actually had a problem finishing. He's actually had a, 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 a problem finishing. Joke? There's definitely a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> I, I call Lindsey Vaughn and, and get her to confirm. <laughs> uh, he's had a problem finishing the rounds in the sense of those last three he's or four He's had a problem ever since he stopped sleeping with hookers. Yeah, there was a mojo there. So to go full circle, does that mean Garoppolo's going to have a mojo? I if wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against him. But she's not yeah, a hooker. He comes out swinging it. <clears throat> I'm just saying something. I mean, if Tiger got his groove back, uh, he hasn't had a groove for many, many years. So there's only so many things that could lead to to the kind of performance he put on over the uh, over the weekend. Well, uh, look, we're all rooting for Tiger. Hookers or no hookers, we're all rooting for him. He makes golf more fun. I mean, he's, he's a unique individual in the sense of, uh, uh, literally his inclusion in a, a sporting event and his sports event make it must-watch TV and his exclusion from it make it the most awful thing that you don't want to watch at all. I mean, the, the LeBron isn't even even like that in the NBA. I mean, no nobody in baseball is like that. NFL, I mean, um, he's a different kind of cat. You know, no pun intended with Tiger, but... Um, we're rooting for him. Should we, should we him. laugh at that terrible joke? Oh, man. Hey, France. Hey, hey, Mr. <laughs> work week in France. About, okay. okay, hold on, hold on. Speaking of, of you know, non-typical athletes here, uh, did you see the picture of Tom Brady, you know, vacationing, the dad bod? Uh, no, I saw a picture of Tom Brady next to his $350 million a year supermodel wife. So there's something to be said about <laughs> Tom Brady's very average-looking body, or maybe above average for a 40-year-old. But... NFL quarterback, maybe you don't have to be like some chiseled, uh, crazy athlete because he he just looks like a normal guy. You could tell by the way he runs he's not a chiseled, crazy athlete. He just needs to be smart and have a good arm. You think Peyton Manning looked any better? Well, Peyton Manning was significantly taller. You think Alex Smith right now looks any better? Uh, Yes, I think think so, yes. No. No. You don't need abs and and whatever else you need to, to... to look Instagram hot when you're in the one of the best quarterbacks of all time. If, if he's bringing fire, uh, uh, he's trying to get you for the Trump stuff, okay? He's coming <laughs> no, back fine. for that, okay? That's fine. <laughs> no, like, no, no. This is like Sports Illustrated for kids. <laughs> you know. No problem. No problem. Where's Where's LP? I don't know. He just he said, I'll be right back, and then he never came he back. He was in the studio. He was in the studio. It was the longest bathroom break ever. Long His life is so over. boring that soccer excites him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got nothing else. You guys want to talk about anything else? Any I other random nothing. topics? I know Clay I Travis is in D.C. He's going to be speaking at uh, Stevie's alma mater tomorrow. 
Um, is he at the is speaking at Lisner Auditorium? Yes, uh, there's a there's been like a four day event at GW uh, for high high school seniors, I think, or something. It's like an Inspire conference. But uh, Clay and Sean Spicer actually will be uh, sharing the stage tomorrow. He's in Wait, DC. Wait, that, is that the one that Jeff Sessions? Yes. Is that the locker up stuff? Yes, that's correct. No, that's no, no, in no. DC. I didn't know that. Uh, was that? I don't think Sessions was on the list. I can go back and check. I'm not sure, but I know. I know he's in town. I'm I'm hoping on to some you know a thread of hope here that he will uh, he'll respond and tell us where he's at so we can go meet him for a drink and say hello. But um, yeah, I got nothing else, boys, except uh, there's just more rain every time I look at the forecast. It's just rain, rain, rain. Tomorrow, Redskins uh, training camp opens up and it looks like they will not be actually hitting each other. They'll be uh, they'll be walking through some things indoors probably. Um, I'm not sure about LP. FP, do you have anything else? Anything else you want to touch on? Any other random topic? From BuzzFeed News? Uh, nope. No random talk. I'll just keep my millennial dumb self to myself. Very good. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> All right, boys. It's nice chatting with you. Stevie, we'll see if the uh, if the Nationals can get hot here. Um, I mean, they're going to they're gonna need 8 of 10, 9 of 11, 9 of 12, something in that range over the next couple of weeks. So we will see what happens. So for FP, for Stevie... I guess for LP, even though he didn't say a word or even make an appearance on the show. My don't name don't is, drop his name in the credits. <laughs> I, I'll go back and cut it. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening. This has been DTC. Stay tuned. Lots of Redskins stuff coming up, including Redskins training camp preview uh, with an insider. More on that a little bit later, but stay tuned. We're just getting started. Have a great night. Until next time, we are out.